Hello everyone and welcome to the Good Food Good Mood show where we will chat all things food, wellness, entrepreneurship, running and more. I'm so excited that you're here. My name is Julia and I'm your host. I run the food and lifestyle blog Julia's Plate over on Instagram and I'm so passionate about making healthy food taste good, about mental health and about finding joy in life. On this podcast you'll be introduced to some absolutely amazing guests that I know you'll just love. So wherever you're listening from, whether you're working, relaxing, running, walking, or driving, I hope you love these episodes and let's get started. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Good Food, Good Mood show. We are back with another episode and this time I'm joined by Liv of Live a Little Ice Cream. Liv is the founder of Live a Little Ice Cream, which is a vegan frozen dessert company that makes homemade coconut and oat milk based ice cream. And she's based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. She's also a graphic designer with a focus in food and beverage industry. And she has an absolutely adorable puppy. And she's just the coolest person ever and does so many things and does them all so well. So I'm so excited for you all to hear from her today. Liv and I got to collaborate on a St. Patrick's Day ice cream flavor in March of 2021 that combined my peppermint brownie cookies with her mint ice cream. And I'm so excited to have her on the Good Food, Good Mood show today. So welcome, Liv. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. So as we start every episode, um, can you tell me one thing that's put you in a good mood lately and then one really good food that you've had lately? Of course. So in terms of good mood, I've been really big on bead bracelets again and making them like anklets, um, just ending the day, unwinding, maybe putting on new girl and making an anklet is really just a great way to to go to bed in a good mood. Um, so that's one thing that I recently have been doing. And then in terms of good food, I, and I feel like you've made a version of these before and have posted it, but I'm really into frozen bananas and I'll put some yes. in chocolate. Holy smokes. Cause I'm such a sweet tooth and sometimes I can overdo it. And it's just like the perfect little thing that like gets the craving away, you know, without having like three scoops of ice cream at 11. You know, don't get me wrong. I'll have a few scoops at eight, but I can't have another <laughs> set. <laughs> so it's just something so delicious that I've been really into, especially this summer. Oh, those are so good. Yeah. It's perfect for summer. because It's almost like a, like a popsicle or like, yes. Oh, so good. So to start off, um, I would love if you can just kind of walk us through your story over the last couple of years, kind of how you started Live a Little and then kind of where you're at now with everything. Yeah, perfect. So I've always loved ice cream. Um, that's That's been a constant since I was little. So it was no surprise when I got an ice cream machine for my birthday, senior year of college from my boyfriend's family. It was the greatest gift. I was so excited and obviously immediately um, – I dove in and started making ice cream. And like I said, I was still in college. So I brought it to my college campus apartment. You know, everyone else around me is in college as well. And I'd be making ice cream every night. And as I was making the ice cream, you know, of course I was going to share it. I can't eat a gallon by myself. And I realized so quickly that so many people 
couldn't have it with me because they were dairy free or gluten free or just had some like wild allergy. Um, So I started experimenting with dairy free ice cream. One thing led to another. People were trying it and I wasn't really telling them it was dairy free, which then also led to it becoming vegan because I was like, if I'm going to make it dairy free, all right, I might as well go the extra measure and make Mm -hmm. it not that much harder then. Um, and so once people started trying it and then I would tell them it's vegan, they're like, you have to start selling this. And I was someone who always kind of was, I was like the lemonade stand girl. I I used to sell jewelry when I was younger, like in elementary school on the playground. So like, I'm always, I always was trying to make money in like weird ways that I enjoyed. (laughs) And so of course, like, you know, after the third person, that's like, you should sell this ice cream. I was like, okay, cool. Like, cool. Like, let's do it. So I just posted on my normal Instagram, like, hey, um, I started this ice cream business, follow along, it was live a little. I already had the logo designed because I'm a graphic designer. So that was like, right when I had the idea, I was like, I got to make it. Um, and I just was like, I have, I, I had one flavor, three o'clock coffee. It was coffee with dark chips. And I said, um, DM me to place your order, like super unprofessional, super <laughs> like nonchalant. And overnight, I had a hundred orders, and this was um, wow. and there was that polar vortex in the Midwest, and like oh, everyone yeah. was stuck inside. And I remember I was inside. I had a roommate from Spain, and then I know you know Parker Lawson. Mm-hmm. Um, she was my roommate, and we were stuck in our apartment. And I was like, I'm just gonna make ice cream, and then I woke up with just like so many messages. It was <laughs> crazy, and my machine could only make four at a time. So oh I ran into this problem of like making ice cream, the base, and then it would chill and then I'd spin it after classes and then package it and deliver it then at night after dinner. And I kept doing it and doing it. Um, and then one thing led to another, it, it grew long story short. Um, I made more flavors and I did a shark tank like p- competition, which was so fun on campus. I ended up winning enough money to buy a car, buy a commercial machine, get my licensing so that when Mm -hmm. I graduated, I could continue to do it, which is like what leads me to where I am now. I mean, obviously a lot of things have happened in between and I thought I was going to get a graphic design job, but um, with COVID, I got laid off from my design job and all these things happened. But the one thing that stayed constant was live a little and people still asking me for ice cream. Um, and so when I got laid off, I kind of just like went, I was like, I'm going to go all out. Yeah. People were still asking me for it. So it's been so fun. I mean, I was just making ice cream this morning, so I can't complain, especially since it's my favorite food. So <laughs> always eating it, of course. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's such a cool, it's like just such a cool story of how it just grew. And yeah, like, I think one thing that I wanted to ask you, this is like the number one question I was hoping to ask you, what would you say to someone who kind of has an idea, but they're like scared to go for it? Because you had an idea and you went for it. So what kind of like helped you to do that when you were in college? Yeah, I would say to just start whether you know what you're doing or you don't know what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. You tried my ice cream when I first made it. It is nowhere near as good as it is now. Um, I didn't know how to do the licensing. I didn't know I needed a license. I didn't know Mm -hmm. that I couldn't make it in my apartment and that I have to make it in a food kitchen. I didn't know all these things. And I almost had to jump in and make the mistakes to get to where I am now. Okay. Because if I were to sit down and be like, paying for all my licensing, getting a food kitchen, all before I even made one batch, how am I going to know if anyone even likes it? 
Right. That's you know, true. give me all this money to get everything set up and then no one wants it or maybe everyone wants it. Right. But so many people, I think get so hung up in like the beginning stages of planning. And I think like, especially if it's a product, mm-hmm. just like start giving it to people, bringing it places. I mean, I was bringing it to like pre-games, senior year and parties and potlucks, like class, the last day of class, all my classes got ice cream, like just the random <laughs> thing. And then people remembered. And now those people are like real humans working at like real jobs and they're yeah. the ones catering my ice cream at their lunches. Like it's just. Oh, that's so cool. So just like, like putting it out in the universe is my, um, yeah. my short answer. And just like doing it, even though you mm-hmm. don't know what you're doing. Cause I don't think anyone really knows what they're doing. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. Um, so with all the things that you had to learn kind of as you started it and kept going, did you kind of just do research on your own or did you have like someone that you were able to ask questions to or kind of like a mentor in the food space? Yeah, um, it was kind of a mix. I mean, at the end of the day, all the advice that I got from people that I had to act on by myself. So mm-hmm. Filling out the paperwork, um, perfecting, you know, the base and the consistency and doing test batches. I mean, all those things I did by myself, but I did have like the 707 hub was through Marquette, which was the entrepreneurship center. Mm-hmm. And I had mentors there that helped me like with my business model canvas and the pitching. Oh, and okay. that's how I won the funding is getting that mentorship over there. And then there were a few different food mentors that I had just met after they had realized what I was doing. And one of them was Pete's Pops, um, which is really, he's really big in Milwaukee. And he's also a Marquette graduate. I think he's a few years older than me, but he has popsicle stands all around the city. So it was a very similar model of like, we're both frozen dessert, but we're different. Like not really competitors, but mm-hmm. it just depends on your mood of what dessert you want, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he like has gotten coffee with me and has given advice. And then as I've gotten more and more known there's been other food entrepreneurs that have helped or have gotten involved or have been like hey you should try this and all of a sudden that leads to some big event that I get hooked up with because someone else was in it so mm-hmm. it is very much so community and everyone in Milwaukee is like so helpful and same with like my customers always ask like hey if you ever need help in the kitchen because they know that I'm overwhelmed all the time you're like we'll come help I'm like just the fact that people offer that is so kind so it's definitely a community and mentors behind me that have like allowed me to get to this point yeah otherwise I probably would I might have given up you know it's Mm -hmm. hard yeah it's I think that's something even with like doing the food blog I found that most people, if you ask them a question, they'll always be willing to help. And sometimes it's scary to like ask people for help or guidance, but it always yeah. ends up being helpful in the end. And Absolutely. and then you, you make a new friend in the process too, which, which is always good to have. And they hold but, you accountable and then it's motivation. Mm-hmm. You're like, you asked about something and then they gave you the answer. And right. then I'm like, okay, they helped me with this. Now I got to go, I got to go act on it. That's like I true, just yeah. get the answer from them and they have taken their time out of their day and then to ignore it, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. it also like kind of helped me accountable. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you mentioned kind of being, or it being like really difficult, which I would imagine managing kind of, cause you do, everything for your business from making the ice cream to promoting it to being there at these events 
So what does kind of like a typical day or like week look like um, right now for you? Yeah, um, it's hard to say. I definitely work in sprints. And so the beginning of my weeks like is all organizing and deciding okay like what do I need to do for this event that says on Saturday Mm -hmm. um and I'll make all the bases and plan out the days I'm going to the kitchen what days I got to make the flavors and simultaneously while I'm doing this I'm like prepping the packaging and then also like making sure people knowing know about it but thankfully I went into design advertising and marketing and so although that like is a lot of work. It definitely comes natural. Um, especially oh, since yeah. my brand is like basically essentially me talking. Like when mm-hmm. I write the posts, you probably feel this way too. Like you write a post and like, yes, it's long. And if I was doing it for another brand, it would be like super stressful. Yeah. But like, since it's like me and I've created it, like it's literally just me like texting my friend about an event. Like yeah. <laughs> emojis at the end. Um, so that's definitely helped out that becoming like more of a natural thing and I've gotten better and better at like organizing and planning out kitchen days I mean sometimes I'll make all my ice cream for a weekend in two days Mm -hmm. be there for I'm not even joking you maybe 16 hours wow within two days three days just in the kitchen I mean that doesn't count prepping the packaging cutting the strings printing Mm -hmm. drawing the designs because I do like all the labels um and stamping but yeah, I mean, my mom and dad definitely help a lot. And so it's my boyfriend. Sometimes they come in, so I got to give them credit. Mm-hmm. Too. But <laughs> I, I haven't mastered it. I have gotten smarter about working. I mean, I finally am printing labels. That's my handwriting instead of handwriting all of them. I can't believe I was doing that before. But I know when to talk to get advice from on time management. <laughs> because I'm still like, what am I doing? You know? But I will you we only could get better. We only could get better and I hope that maybe next summer I can get employees. Mm-hmm. Or at least one. I don't know, yeah. a paid internship, something like that where Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, and it would be fun. You know, it's more fun always when like a friend or my parents or someone comes into the kitchen with me. Like it's just yeah. otherwise it's like a time warp and you're like in there for a really long time and mm-hmm. you just I'm just blasting music the whole time. Then all of a sudden it's, it's dark out when I leave and I'm like, what just happened? Oh. Um, yeah, we'll see. I have a lot to figure out, but I'm just trying to go like event by event and slowly grow. Um, I'm realizing that like the organic growth is definitely the route that I think that I want to take. And it feels like a lot more, um, I don't want to say successful because it's successful too, if you take money and it works out, but I just feel like then I'm earning it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. So um, that's that's what I'm planning on doing. We'll see. We'll see. So, so what are kind of your like long-term hopes and dreams uh, for Live a Little? Yeah, so I definitely want to shop. Um, I know that I've always wanted that. I actually was approached and almost went through with an opportunity to get one with investors like two months ago. And it was taking up like so much of my headspace for like half of a year. Um, Yeah. And I came to signing the papers and I couldn't do it. I was like, I always envisioned it being like when I was settled down, I knew where I was going to live. I had a family. I wasn't going to move around. Not Mm -hmm. when I'm 24. So I had this like crisis, I would say a company midlife crisis of like, what is going, like, what am I doing? Um, so it's, it's, I definitely still want it. 
Um, I just think that that's down the road. And so right now, um, my next big step is a food truck or a food trailer so that when I come to events, I'm not really bringing a bunch of things in my car. I'm just bringing the vehicle. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it'll also make my life easier. But also, it's like a level up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can then go do events in Chicago, maybe like at colleges, you know, like when we did our that collaboration. Awesome. But then at that point, like I could drive to the location, you know, I don't yeah. want to be like bound to a spot yet. I think what I rather do is drive around with the car, kind of see where it fits the best. Maybe it is Milwaukee, but and then decide, okay, this is where I should do the shop. So um that I think the shop's a long time long-term goal and obviously I'd love to get into some grocery stores but as long as I'm like having a good time and being able to support myself like I'm happy I don't I doesn't need to be the biggest ice cream company ever you know if it turns out to be a big vegan company great like then more people get to try it but it's not like my my goal isn't to make money Mm -hmm. it's literally to like have a family and like them to scoop ice cream at my shop and for me to be able to like paint murals on the wall and like live my best life (laughs) in my overalls. Very simple. Oh, I love that. And I think that really shows through in like the way that you run your business because it's just so clear that you love what you're doing. And um, I think that's really cool. But thank you. So kind of going off of that, um, what would you say motivates you when you're kind of looking towards these goals that you have for the future or even just like long days in the kitchen now, um, what kind of motivates you to keep going? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I do really enjoy it. I definitely get stressed out, um, which is something like I need to really work on stress management and time management. But at the end of the day, like I don't mind going to the kitchen. Like, I'm happy, like, and that's when you know you're doing the right, like, you're doing what you want. Yeah, that's true. Um, Like, I don't mind going. I love flavor creation. I love delivering it. The events are long, but I literally, but, like, in the best way. Like, I lose my voice because I'm talking to people, like, so loudly and the entire (laughs) time. Like, I come home and I'm literally, like, laying on my bed. It takes me forever to answer people after events because I'm, like, so tired. Yeah. But, um... I think like those events, the in-person events is what keeps me going because I I get this like high on life feeling whenever I'm done with it. Like I can't believe people took time out of their day to drive or walk or bike or whatever their their butts to my stand to come get ice cream. Like sometimes it was negative degree weather. That was in February. The last oh, yeah, I saw that so one. hot. I was my knees were sweating and then the, the other time it was raining outside so yeah. it's like those events really are what keeps me going and people are just so con- like I it feels like a community like I have friends now that I've made because they bought my ice cream which is like so weird but so beautiful and amazing and they definitely keep me going too because I'm like I want to I can't let them down awesome um so when you go to events or like markets, can you explain a little bit of that process, kind of what it looks like, like getting into the markets and then yeah. um, how you find new ones to go to? Yeah, I mean, so I this is my sixth year, maybe seventh year living in Milwaukee because mm-hmm. um, I stayed here after college. 
So I had like always was a, like, I love the city. I was so excited to go to school in a city. So I was always going to markets. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate art in general. So like art markets, I was always going to in college and then farmers markets, who doesn't love them? Like my mom and I used to always go on the weekends and then yeah. once I came to college, I'd find them here. So I did like very much so know a hefty list of markets oh, and like okay. events mm-hmm. that I knew I loved and like I would die to be in it. Like I'd be like, I, I just want to be a vendor. I want to make friends with the vendors. I want to trade items at the end, which I, I do now. And it's like the best thing ever. Um, <laughs> So finding the markets hasn't been challenging. Finding the right fit has been a little more interesting. I mean, I haven't done that many different markets. I've done a lot through the maker's market, which is like the top craft and art maker's market um, Mm -hmm. in the city. So it's all things that people make by hand. Um, So since my ice cream is made by me, it counts. Um, So I really enjoyed that because I get to then meet all these artists. And that's like the other side of me. Yeah. As a person. So I like enjoy that. Um, and then I'm doing the night market, which I, t- I was, I mentioned to you um, before we got on the podcast. And mm-hmm. that's the one that like I applied to. It was a long shot. It's really hard to get into. They closed the whole main drag of Milwaukee, which is Wisconsin Avenue. Oh. And it's like a giant festival. So I'm really oh, that's so that fun. One. Yeah. And it's at night. So I got like um, string lights to put around my umbrella. So um, those are the big ones that I've been doing. And then like just weddings and events have been something that recently have been new to my business that I love. Mm-hmm. Like I did a wedding and it was the funnest, the funnest event yet. I mean, yeah. I, who doesn't love going to weddings, you know? So being able to make a custom flavor for the bride and groom was like so cool oh. to do. Like it was just very, um, I hope to do more because it was, it was just, per- it worked out perfectly. Yeah. So do you bring, um, how do you choose like which flavors to bring to each market or like for each pop-up? Do you kind of just cycle through or do you have like, do you have a favorite flavor too? (laughs) Yeah. Well, so everyone always gets angry when warm hugs, which is chai vanilla cookie for those Mm -hmm. of you that don't know. They get mad if that's not there. I mean, I swear Uh, (laughs) it has like a cult following. Like people are like, you don't have warm hugs. I'm like, there's. I have so many other flavors. Like, I just want to make something else because I feel like I smell That's like warm hugs. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's so popular that I have patented the name for an ice cream flavor, which is like, or I'm yeah. sorry, trademarked it. So it's like so funny that it's gotten to that point. Um, <laughs> so I usually, at least every other time, I make warm hugs. And then, mm-hmm. depending on the event and like what the demographic is, is kind of. Mm, skews what I decide it's very much Mm -hmm. so what I'm in the mood to make but also I always try to have one with chocolate Mm -hmm. um and if there's event with kids then that's when I like bring bubble gum or cotton candy or like I'm looking on a superman and a blue moon um I'll try and bring like some of those and I'll Mm -hmm. always try and have a gluten-free one so I mean in terms of that it's always strategic in that sense of like Mm -hmm. have a gluten-free one have a fun one have warm hugs (laughs) <laughs> um, but then I kind of swap it out. So if I did like coffee last time, then maybe I'll do like my mint chip version for my gluten-free flavor, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it at the end of the day is like what, what I want to make that yeah. way, you know? <laughs> so I'm actually deciding tonight, like what I'm making for the night market. And sometimes I do polls on Instagram too, but, mm-hmm. um, it's, I usually can predict what the answers are. Like I know yeah. people are going to vote for Max. 
I'm like, are you guys kidding me? Like, you don't want to try all these other ones? <laughs> like, it's always approaching, though. That's when the flavor is the best. So I'll give That's that. true. <laughs> Do you have a flavor that's, like, your personal favorite? Or is that, like, choosing, like, a favorite child? <laughs> uh, no, definitely. No, I definitely have favorites. I'd say favorites. Um because I can't really pick one, but I love cotton candy. And it's weird because I'm not really a cotton candy person, like, if I were to go to the ice cream shop. Like, that's not what oh, I order. Okay. But I don't know why I love it. I think it's because I literally make it, like, obnoxiously bright pink and obnoxiously bright blue. And it, I put, like, the most beautiful, vegan, colorful, starry night sprinkles in it. Like, it, it's just, like, aesthetically, it is art on a cone. And that's, like, always my goal. So I love eating that one because I just feel like I'm five. But um, in terms of flavor, flavor, um, I'm most proud, and it's probably my favorite, is the Bougie Bloobs. It's lemon, and it's not too lemony. It's like a almost like a subtle lemon curd. And then blueberry preserve swirls. Oh, and then okay. I take – so it sounds super mature, but then I take blueberry Pop-Tarts. And I don't put a lot, oh. but I just crumble them into the preserves when I do the layers. Mm-hmm. And it kind of brings off like a blueberry pie crust in the lemon ice cream. And it's so good. It's so good. I'm such a fruit person, though, for wow. ice cream. I'm not really a chocolate. I mean, I love chocolate, but it's never like the ice cream that I get. So mm-hmm. in terms of favorites, it's always one of my fruitier flavors. That's so creative to do the Pop-Tarts. Thanks. Oh, yeah. It's like a little, you know, nostalgia. Yeah. I, I like spicing it up and making it fun because you know what? I think you're dairy-free, right? Mm-hmm. So correct me if I'm wrong, but like obviously grocery store dairy-free ice cream, there's a lot more options now. But at the store, at, I'm sorry, at an ice cream shop, if you go and they have dairy-free ice cream, there's like three options. And it's oh, like yeah. chocolate vanilla and then maybe a sorbet mm-hmm. it's like okay goodbye there's like literally nothing fun for you guys meanwhile <laughs> I have to decide between 25 flavors and I'm super indecisive and I can't pick so like my goal always is like to make flavors that are like not you can't you can't find them they're fun yeah. they're exciting there's something different because I feel like whenever it's dairy free whenever it's vegan it's not it's something super oh, basic yeah. plain jane that's very true like and I feel bad. <laughs> That's kind of what I've done. And it's also like, I just have more fun adding weird things, I guess. Like, I don't want to just make chocolate ice cream. That's boring. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's honestly not even that many like ice cream shops that I've found, at least like in Michigan, that even have dairy free or vegan. Like really? there's one place by my school that we go to and they have, they have like the same thing, a chocolate vanilla I think they have a birthday cake, but, and then okay. they have like 60 other, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like so many more and it's crazy too, because like, I feel like dairy free, especially maybe not vegan, dairy free is like extremely on the rise for anyone, everyone oh, has yeah. different reasons, but like, I can't even believe it. I mean, even me at the end of the day, like I definitely feel better when I eat my ice cream or like a dairy free mm-hmm. ice cream than like going and getting some like big scoop of dairy. I, I like feel better just like in general. Yeah. You know, so it's kind it's kind of crazy that like places haven't. I think it's starting to grow the options, but um mm-hmm. still, I mean, like you said, I don't there's no like just vegan ice cream shop in Milwaukee. 
Yeah. Dude, one just opened up in Chicago. I'm actually been talking to them. They're super cool. Oh. Um, like, yeah, the Midwest is super behind. I think the West Coast is way ahead of us. We go there and there's like a million options. I'm like, God, maybe I can move. No. So what does your process look like when you're coming up with a new flavor? Um, or when you're doing – because you do some – collaborations with like restaurants and cafes also right yes yeah so Um, what does the process look like for kind of coming up with because both of the ones that I've seen are like super creative again so thank you yeah I mean okay so in terms of flavors in general Mm -hmm. I mean I guess you could say that I've been doing market research since birth like I've been (laughs) I've had so much ice cream and my dad is like an ice cream nerd too. Mm-hmm. So he like is always mixing weird things. I mean, he like had, this just happened. He brought home dandelion syrup. Didn't know that was a thing. And oh. like was dumping it on vanilla ice cream and like mixing it. And was like, try this, try this, putting cashews on it. So like that, I feel like I've been training for my whole entire life. Thanks yeah. to that. And like just my eating habits. So I do have a page in my one of my books of just like a ton of flavor ideas, and I it will oh. take me forever to get through all of them, mm-hmm. and they're still always popping up. So I always have that. So whenever it's my flavor and I'm coming up with it, usually I'll look at my menu and say, okay, like, do I need another one with chocolate? Do I need another gluten free flavor? Do I need another kid flavor? Like, what what to balance it out? You know, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll decide what to make. So that's what I do when it's in terms of my own flavor menu when I go and do it with wholesale and with people um in restaurants or weddings um usually I ask them what their specialty is or I ask to look at their menu or Mm -hmm. like the white chocolate cranberry crumble with um the like oats on it Mm -hmm. I met with the chef and he explained to me like the flavors they're trying to get to um and that's how we came up with that flavor. I mean, I knew I always wanted to, I have, I've had like a white chocolate cranberry cookie before that I wanted to turn into an ice cream. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how that one came about. Um, I did one for a coffee shop and the coffee shop's called Cocoa in Blue. And so the base is coconut and it's it's blue. And to spin off Cocoa too, we have Cocoa. Oh, so it's yeah. a play on the name. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that one's fun. And then um, when I did one for a brewery, Dead Bird, um, Dead Bird mm-hmm. Brewing Company, which is an all-vegan brewery in Milwaukee, I used um, their stout beer and, like, sugared it down, I guess you would say. I don't know what the oh. is. I don't know what the, proper t- what is the proper term for it. But I, like, boiled it down to a sugar and then yeah. added it to the ice cream. So it was a stout caramel ice cream. Oh, cool like pretzels on top when we were serving it with whipped cream and like vegan chocolate sauce. It was so good. So a lot of the times it's like based on the location. And then Mm -hmm. for the wedding, I did margarita. And that's because that was margaritas are like the couple's like drink. Like whenever Mm -hmm. they go out together, they get margaritas. It's like their favorite thing. So I made lime ice cream and I added tequila and it is so good that sounds like, so good it is, it is so good I need to add it to my menu like it's, <laughs> it's so refreshing yeah everyone that's tried it's like this is I've never had anything like this so um it's very case by case but it's my favorite thing mm-hmm. 
Like I love, I'm always trying to get people on. I'm trying to really push wholesale for the fall because obviously I'm not going to be doing as many events. It gets cold. Yeah. So I'm trying to push wholesale and especially the fact that like, I will literally make a flavor. And like the, the one that I'm making, that's like white chocolate and the stat one. Like I only sell that at those locations. Like specific to there, I won't make it for anyone else. The weddings obviously there's overlap and whatever, but in terms of restaurants, like once it's on your menu, like that's your flavor and I will not make it for another restaurant. So mm-hmm. it like gives a reason for my customers to go there instead of buying it from me at a pop-up. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. We help each other out. Like they're ordering from me and like I'm sending people there, which is great. Cause then when I'm MIA in Chicago, I can be like, here's a list of menus my ice cream's on because people will be like, Oh, are you home? Can I come get ice cream? And I'm like, I'm not here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. What was it like the first time you went to a restaurant and like saw your ice cream on the menu? I oh, it was like crazy. I, I bet it doesn't get old. I mean, when I had it on the brewery menu, like you could go on and order, and it was right when COVID hit, so people oh, okay. would like go on and order and come pick it up, and people were sending me pictures, and that was like their outing of the day. Like I'm gonna go get a little milkshake. Yeah. Um, and that was surreal to me to like, I was like, mm-hmm. I want to order my own milkshake. Like I want to order it on my, on the app, like don't give it to me. So that was super cool. And then I recently, there's this like top vegan restaurant called Strange Town that mm-hmm. makes vegan ice cream with kombucha, flo- like vegan ice cream in a float and it's Ooh. kombucha is liquid, not root beer. Oh, I did, wow. did a poor job explaining that, but it's local made kombucha. Um, and there it's like printed on their fancy menus and it's like an adorable spot, like in the cutest town. So I went with my girlfriends and I could not believe, like, I couldn't believe it. You know, it says like, with live a little ice cream. I'm like, shut up. (laughs) I don't know if it'll ever get old. I don't think it'll ever really get old for me. It's really cool. And then it's so cool when people go there that I know, or I meet Mm -hmm. new people that have tried it and they like, will tag me and then I'll see it like. Well, I'm literally laying in my bed. Someone tags me that they got my ice cream. Like, that's so cool. That's so cool. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, it's been so fun. So kind of looking towards the rest of the summer, what's your um, ice cream schedule like for for the next couple of months if people want to find you? Yeah, so I'm in um, an event this upcoming Saturday. So what is it? August 7th? August 7th. Um, it's at Cocoa and Blue. So I'm going to have that blue ice cream with the, the chips and I'll have my warm hugs and then I have chocolate mudslide there too. So it's chocolate, peanut butter and Oreo cookies. That one's really good if you love chocolate ice cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I am in a little eco market. I'm going to be posting details about that probably in the next two days. It's called Glass Pantry. It's a like all sustainable. You bring in like your mason jars and you fill it with granola and stuff like that. So it's all these sustainable little businesses that are going to be selling um, at this shop for a day. So I'm doing that. And then I'm going to be in the New Milwaukee Night Market, which was at the event where they closed down Wisconsin. So that's my August. And then after August, I'm just doing the Maker's Market. So if you're Milwaukee, um, you're probably familiar with the Maker's Markets. I'm going to be doing those every month until... November and then I kind of I'm going to Penn State then for ice cream school so I'm starting to kind of yeah yeah it's like where Ben and Jerry's went and uh, Jenny has been there so it's kind of like it's the thing to do and 
maybe they'll have a dairy-free vegan unit. I don't know. I want to see how other people make it and make connections mm-hmm. and kind of decide, okay, like, where do I want to go with this? Because um, I still right now am doing some design and I have yeah. thought about getting a design job just because I do need a little structure. It doesn't mean I would stop ever doing live a little. I just would have to kind of rebalance and hire some more people to help yeah. me with busy season. But mm-hmm. I think Penn State will give me a lot of clarity. It's a three-week, like, short course program. And, like, you do it all day, all night. So that – I'm wow. really excited for that. I was supposed to go last winter, but it got canceled. Um, oh, With yeah. COVID, it just got pushed to the next winter. So mm-hmm. – I'm like, I'm like, who am I going to meet? Like other ice cream wizards that like are all over. I mean, some people come from like Europe, you know, there's been people that have come wow. from Europe. So, oh, that's um, so exciting. Yeah, um, I'm like, there's like a day that's devoted to chocolate. Oh, like they give you the itinerary and it's just like Friday chocolate. I'm like, shut up, shut the front door. Like that's I'm a like sweet dude. A dream, like syllabus one day dedicated to chocolate. yeah it's so funny because I was just like I'm never going back to school I'm never going back to school and like yeah I'm like, the only school I'm going back to is ice cream school like this is so funny and all my friends are like rolling their eyes they're like you're going to Penn like what I'm like yeah it's gonna be fun so I'm actually, looking forward to that I just listened to a podcast with um with Ben and Jerry's on oh, how really? I built this yeah Oh, mm-hmm. I love that episode. Yeah, it's so good. I love how I built this. You know what? You were asking me like what keeps me going and um that that sparked my mind. My most common thing to do when I am like not giving up on live a little but am like tremendously stressed out or second yeah. guessing or realizing that like not that like it's bad that I don't have a nine to five, but everyone's getting like these big job promotions and then like here I am like making strawberry ice cream at 11 at night and 11 in the morning. Like (laughs) whenever I'm like doubting myself, I will go on a long run and listen to the entire, entire version episode of how I built this. And like, I will not come home until I'm like back in the right mindset again. Like I I used to be gone for like, it was when I was marathon training, like nine miles of like, just (sighs) thinking about like, what am I doing with life? But then I'd come back and I'd be so amped up from the episode that I'd be like, I got to make ice cream. And that's like, usually when I'd create a new flavor. So I was just like feeling inspired. Guy Raz. Yeah. He speaks mad wisdom. Everyone, you are listening to this and you haven't listened to that podcast, you've got to listen to it. Yeah, it's the best. I listen to it every week and I'm actually reading the book right now, which is- Oh, you are? I have it on my list to buy it. I was like, I'll buy it in the fall when I'm like a little more chill with my schedule. Is it good? It's good. It's fun because I've listened to- not all the episodes, but most of them. And so it's kind of fun, like revisiting old ones. Yes. He kind of just combines like all of them into this book, which is really cool. Oh, so like it keeps going and it transitions kind of. Mm-hmm. He kind of just pops like, he'll talk about like Away and then Ben and Jerry's and then like RX Bar, Cliff. Like he just pops around to all the different stories. Oh, and I it's love really that. Cool. Especially my favorite episodes are always the food ones. Yeah, me too. I mean, <laughs> Like Lara Bar, I remember really being oh, yeah. about Lara Bar. I was like, I'm so inspired. She like got into Whole Foods because she like was like s- literally following like the delivery people when she worked at Whole Foods to like find mm-hmm. who she could go to to get in. And I was like, just like the stuff that some of those people have done, like the Sarah Blakely Spanx episode's iconic, obviously. Oh yeah. Sorry, but like you listen and you're like, I need to be bolder. Like I know, you know, <laughs> like I need to get out there and hustle. So. My yeah. mind is always just blown by like 
just how brave they all are like and yeah and just their stories and journeys are just so cool definitely inspiring for if anyone's like out there trying to start something or needing the motivation that's definitely the way to go it's like Mm -hmm. listening to those stories and obviously surrounding yourself with people trying to do stuff too which is easier said than done sometimes especially since we're younger you know I think more and more people are starting stuff which is so fun I mean even like you starting a podcast is so cool and it could inspire someone else that's always wanted to to maybe like even reconsider you know it's Mm -hmm. chain reaction of inspo it's amazing yeah so I have a couple of listener questions. Oh, so fun. Which okay. are always fun. Um, so this one is interesting. I'm curious what your answer will be. It's what's your go-to ice cream order, like if you go to an ice cream shop? Oh, yes. It's very weird. Um, it's mint chip. It's a single split. So it's a single scoop, but like half and half, two different flavors or double mm-hmm. scoop. I don't do that because whatever. Um, <laughs> mint chip, always mint chip. I'm obsessed with it. It's my, I, I could eat gallons of it and not get sick of it. And then I will put like a raspberry chip, a strawberry or a sugar. Oh. It's always a fruit and a mint. Yeah. And that was a combination that my Greek grandparents I used to have there every time I'd go over. They always had sherbet and mint chip, and we'd mix them in the cup. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like the weirdest thing, but it's so wildly refreshing. And I think I still always love it because it reminds me of them, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I know I – it's it's very rare unless I go to like a unique ice cream shop. Like if I go to Jenny's, I won't get mint. I'll get brambleberry. Like if I go to like a place where they make their own ice cream, then I'll mm-hmm. usually try something that's like specific to that place. But yeah. otherwise, like if it's like a class, you know what I mean? Like a Hershey's. Yeah. That's my order. Awesome. Um, the next one is what's your favorite food besides ice cream? <laughs> oh, I love bread. <laughs> Um, and I love, I love vegetables because mm-hmm. I would say I have a very big sweet tooth, but I do eat relatively healthy, like day to day. Um, like yeah. I love my, my, my ideal meal. Cause I can't pick like one thing is like, um, a salad with soup and like a piece of bread. Like Panera? <laughs> yeah. yeah you pick two. <laughs> you oh, pick it's two. so good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really have like a, another specific. Yeah. That's hard. I don't know. What's your favorite? I know. Food? I actually don't know that. Oh, I don't think I could pick one. Yeah, I love baked oatmeal. That's, that's oh like yeah, that's there. a good choice because you can like see the key is to choose something you can do a lot too. Yeah, <laughs> like that you can like switch ups, you know. But you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I maybe watermelon, but I don't know if I classify that oh. really as because like will that actually like. Oh yeah, you know, like same with ice cream. It's like okay, like are you does that do anything for your body? Mm, (laughs) I I don't know. You know, it's good for the soul, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's refreshing. Okay, the last one is um, so this is about when you were in college. Um, Top tips for managing a lot of things at once as a student um hard question (laughs) yeah it is I'm like right I should take my own advice and like 
you can like figure that out now even like I don't know but I would say that the one thing that really helped was having an agenda and like carving out time um to do certain things and like Mm -hmm. to not overwork so I would like say like oh for these three hours like I'm going to turn off my phone and I'm going to study and like no matter how far I got, as long as I was focused that whole time, I'd stop studying. Yeah. And like say I, it was when I was making ice cream or I was doing another project or something for myself that was also um, productive. Time, you know, only giving myself two hours, always making time to do movement, whatever that may be, walking, yeah. running, maybe, you know, just like going outside and hanging out with friends in the mm-hmm. sun, you know, being outside and getting some movement. Um, and then always like carving out time for social. I mean, I, I definitely like put blocks of time, yeah. you know, because it's very easy for me, especially when I'm doing something more on the creative side to get very like, uh, and it's a great thing to get like stuck in the flow and just to be like doing it for way too long. And yeah. and then, then the rest of your night, you know, then you're eating dinner at 8 p.m. and you're behind on X, Y, and Z. And so I think that helps and I've been lately turning my phone on do not disturb obviously oh. do that when you know that you don't need to get a call yeah uh, it might be easier said than done for some people but um the phone is a huge distraction for me and even if it's productive things people sending me emails people texting me like valid questions but like yeah. they don't need to be answered that hour they can be answered at 7 p.m three mm-hmm. hours later like And that's definitely helped a lot too, because then I don't disrupt my train of thought and like, I'll get more done. And then I'll answer all my messages in like 15 minutes while I drink coffee. Right. And it it is same with emails. I answer my emails in the morning and at night, unless I expect there to be something happening or I'm getting feedback for design, I only do it in the morning and I only do it at night because otherwise I feel like I'm spending my whole day answering emails. Oh yeah. That's a great, that's a great idea. Because it does kind of feel like you're just, like, chasing it all day. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get one at 3, and then you take 30 minutes to answer that, and then all of a sudden you get one at 4.15, and then you're taking it. And it's just, like, those people probably aren't answering you directly. They're not answering you right away. Why? I feel like so many people our age, like texting, feel like they have to answer immediately, this immediate Mm -hmm. satisfaction, and, like, people can wait. Yeah. And I feel like people, I'm learning that the more, like the older and older I get that, like, I don't need to answer my texts right when they come to me. I'd rather like be in the moment, especially if I'm like having a conversation. I don't need to be like one minute, you know? Yeah. So that's like my biggest thing I think is like being, being strict. It's easier said than done. I mean, I don't, you know, there's days I'm good with it and there's days that I suck at it. I love that advice about kind of blocking out time too, because I think, especially when you have like a ton going on, at least for me, it's very easy to like spend 15 minutes on something. And then I think of something else I have to do. So I do that. And then like, yeah. yeah. And then also you're doing like a ton of things at once. And also yeah. when you're stressed and busy, like you do need to do things for yourself and like, Oh yeah. Like be healthy, you know, like mm-hmm. still cook yourself a meal. And like, I literally would write everything down, like go on a run. Cause then I was like, you have to like, that's what makes me feel better. Right. And like making a good meal and like going to bed at a like normal time so like make sure you actually do that and if that means writing it down which was the case for me yeah me too then that's what you have to do so my planner looks ridiculous and I thought <laughs> that when I graduate college it wouldn't look ridiculous and it is <laughs> but that's probably because I'm working for myself I think that if I had a job maybe it'd be a little more chill like a yeah. nine to five. um but yeah it, it looks ridiculous 
I'm proud of it though. If I lost it, I'd have some serious <laughs> issues. It's all it's all on paper. I don't do anything online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the same way. I Google Calendar is like it's useful, but I love I love writing things down. It's yeah, so right. Helpful. There's something about it, color coding. I love yeah. It. It's always so exciting getting your new agenda. At the, at oh, yeah. It's like my biggest like purchase. I go to the Rifle Paper Co. It's like the beautiful floral agendas. Mm-hmm. And I pick one out. They're like $40. But I'm like, this is like, this is everything. Oh, yeah. This is it's like life in a book. Year. <laughs> right? I bring it. I shovel it everywhere with me. Even like usually when I go on vacation. Like what? <laughs> oh, God. When I have a family, I'm going to have to have like one for me and one for like everyone else's play dates it's gonna be <laughs> stupid it's just gonna be so much writing but we'll get sparkly gel pens for it it's fine of course yes <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for coming on the good food good mood show and before we go can you tell everybody where they can find you on instagram and um your website and everything yeah of course um my instagram is at live a little ice cream um live is l-i-v the name, not like live, laugh, love. Um, and then my website is also www.livealittleicecream.com. That's basically everything across the board. You'll be able to find it. And they're all like linked together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I'm Olivia Menzia on like LinkedIn and Instagram. I'm Liv Menzia. So if you ever want to connect, I love meeting other people that like want to start something. Um, so if you're debating starting like some sort of food business, connect with both julia and i um about you know what you want to start yeah awesome well thanks so much thanks for having me this is so fun and i always love chit-chatting with you i mean you're doing such cool things and i feel like the podcast was a a great next step for your adventures and everything that you're doing i mean Thank i've you. done so many of your recipes i don't think you even know oh like, you're, you're just like crushing i all of your all whenever you post food i save it Oh. And you're like, oh, what should I need? I go back and I look. So you're crushing it too. Thanks. Yes.